Maggie and Kyle are dating and cohabitating. For some reason, they think this gives them the right to advise other people about their relationships, as if they have it all together. I once saw Maggie eat at two Taco Bells in a row, and Kyle has a crippling cookie addiction. If you want my advice, don't follow their advice. Welcome to Roommate Lovers. I'm Maggie, and I'm drinking two, count them, two iced coffees. And I'm Kyle, and there's always a blue shell somewhere. Oh, ooh. Yeah, um, so we are the Roommate Lovers, and we're going to answer uh, some questions for you. Uh, yeah. Before we do that, um, uh, it's uh, a weird couple days, huh? I'm not Bad. feeling particularly yeah. Fun or funny right now? Yeah, so if that's what you're asking. You know, we don't really dive too deep into that sort of thing, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 uh, disheartening, disheartening, um, horrible, sad. Sort of just backwards from a lot of the world too is honestly one of the things. You know, when you look at like the world, like we're regressing from most of the world. Yeah. Really, we're talking about how light you're bombed yes. at the box office. <laughs> very, very good, Maggie. Yes, um, but yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, but I mean, donate to an abortion fund. Yeah. If you need to come to California, you can stay in our tiny apartment. Indeed. We'll help you out. We love you and we support you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else to say right now, but, um, uh, episode 70. Yeah. Not as funny as episode 69 last week. No, that's another reason why this one's not as funny. Yeah. So maybe just go back and listen yeah. to last week's, honestly. It was literally, that that episode was literally from a different time. It was literally. One week ago, it was from a different time. It's from a different time. Uh, it, it just uh, sort of sucks. Uh, you know, I'm not, not the most uh, word capable person, which is why I host a podcast. So I'm not really the smartest or know how to, what to say, but just sort of sucks. Um feel like it's not great but you know what always makes me feel better is uh rolando lepe oh god so why don't we get him in here let's hear let's hear some maggie kyle this is rolando i have a question about sex (laughs) you know i was put in a position where i was having sex with someone okay and great but then this person decided to go into a position where I found kind of demeaning, but she wanted me to do that. And I was like, in my head, uh, I don't know about this. And I made up the excuse, oh no, the condom broke. <laughs> um, we have never returned to that position. Uh, is that cool? Is Did I confess that I find myself uncomfortable doing that? I don't know. Bye. Okay, so first thing I gotta say, uh, I don't, I didn't screen that, so (laughs) you gotta screen Uh, these calls. Some of the calls are not appropriate for this podcast. Okay, so uh, some of that was a little bit hard to hear, maybe, but he was in a, he was in a sexual pose that was demeaning, uh, or that he felt demeaning. He didn't like the position, whatever. So then he acted like the condom broke, and wondering if he should fess up to this. First, I mean, first of all, I think, I, th- I think kudos. I think, I think 
handled pretty well in the moment of really a lot well i don't know coming up with just an excuse i don't know you could be in the moment and you say like oh uh you know i don't like this which is a fair thing to say (laughs) yeah yeah a reasonable thing to Uh say but also coming up with an excuse okay i guess you know saying it out loud i'm like i look i would not come up with an excuse i would just say it personally yes i, I was gonna say if i pulled that shit you'd be so mad i would i would you'd but also like, right i can't help but feel like it somehow was tactful i mean here's what it does I'll, I'll give you this here's what it does it keeps the energy going instead of deflating this person's sure. like you know yeah kink or something instead of yes. being instead of giving them shame it gives them like oh an emergency yes we need an to emergency. oh no we're, we're distracted from this instead oh, of being no. like oh i don't like that should he fess up i listen e- if e- uh, i would fess up rolando i think relationships are best built on truth if you're gonna oh. be seeing if you're gonna be seeing this person again um you could fess up but i think at the bare minimum you got to uh, let them know you're not into that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, you got to be straight yeah. with them. It would be very uh, suspicious. Or, or or next time she tries to do that and you yell, oh, the condom broke, <laughs> you know, again, she's going to get it. It, ta- it takes two in a row. She's going to be like, oh, he don't <laughs> like this. He don't like missionary. No, that's missionary. not. That's not a good thing. No, that's not good advice. No, it's not. But it is so you something think you that would just happen. Do it again. I didn't say he should do it again. I'm saying if he did, I if think, he did do it again, she would get the. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. I think you should it. start doing it every time he doesn't like something. She's like, oh, you want to go see this movie that you know Rolando doesn't care about? Oh, He's condom, like, oh the, the condom, condom broke. broke. Oh. oh, you want to go eat at this uh, Thai place down the road that made you sick last week? Uh-oh. Oh, my condom broke. Do I uh, look okay in this outfit? my condom broke hmm i love that yeah kyle i have to i have to ask you something what do you think kyle Hmm. do you think we can see the hollywood sign from our apartment okay well i was at work kyle what do you think we can see the hollywood sign from our apartment okay well i was at work i real i realized after the fact this was dumb okay kyle texted me so i was at work and um listen I work at Griffith Observatory. The Hollywood sign, believe it or not, if you're not from here, it's they don't light it very often. No. Uh, it, it seldomly gets lit for whatever reason. I think maybe they used to do it a long time ago. I think they light it up at night, but right? Like, that's just what, normal. That's what I'm saying right now is that they don't light it up, Maggie. Are you not listening to my story? Wait, really? Like, at all? Yes. At night? Yes. I, I feel like I can picture it. You could picture a movie or something. I'm telling you, they don't normally light it up. What? Yeah. This is Bernstein Bears all over again. I mean, I'm look, I, I'm a new LA baby, but from what I understand, and all my coworkers were saying, like, they seldom ever light it up. I just can picture they all your Griffith past, Observatory uh, coworkers saying, they seldom ever <laughs> light this up. We're all very astute <laughs> philosophizers. Ah, uh, yes, Jupiter is bright tonight. Yes, the hollow star doth breathe a magnum so cool, like my cold cumbers. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, what? <laughs> that wasn't a word. I was trying to say cool co- co- <laughs> cucumbers. <laughs> cool cucumbers. I was trying to say <laughs> yes. Um where was I? So anyways, so the Hollywood sign to, uh the Hollywood sign was lit up while I was at work and I text Maggie frantically cuz I, I didn't know how long it was going to be lit and I was like I went outside and looked at it and it was beautiful. It like it was not just lit up but it was actually like changing colors. Uh, it had, I don't even know, it had words in the middle. Like they kept changing. It kept like 
they clearly have updated the lighting system. Because so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in here and what? say, this is a fl- this is how this ends. Is I deciphered the frantic text that Kyle was sending me uh-huh. and realized it's for the BET Awards tonight. They're oh, live streaming stuff yes. onto them and they were like doing projection yes. mapping onto them. That makes That's sense. That's what it was. Okay, so... That's what was happening on the Hollywood sign. So, okay, that makes sense. So, I yeah, I tried to text Maggie this. Um, Kyle texted me the following. I, got, I get out of the shower. <laughs> well, I'm in the shower when I receive the text. Kyle texted me the following. Look at Hollywood. <laughs> then, a call, which mm. I answer. I hear... <laughs> click gone nothing i'm like okay. is it on fire what's happening we can't see hollywood, hollywood. from our window i thought we i can't see over the observatory everything looks fine i uh-huh. dry off i put i'm just i'm like going oh my god what's happening what's happening i'm drying off i'm toweling off i pull on clothes i was gonna put on my pajamas on so that's what was in the bathroom uh-huh. and i'm like frantically going through my drawers like whatever I go up to the roof uh-huh. and I look at the neighborhood of Hollywood, the only part of Hollywood we can see. There's like a little skyscraper that says Netflix on it. I'm like, that's Hollywood. Was it on fire? <laughs> Nothing. Um, so I I called her to get her attention to look at the text because Maggie doesn't see her phone text Which, Again, the text said, look at Hollywood. I know. Okay, so here's the thing. I also don't get great service at the observatory. <laughs> like service is very spotty up there. So I tried to text very quickly. I tried to text back the Hollywood sign and it took several minutes before I could even get it to go through. Um, I don't know if it even did go through. It did. I, uh, and uh, so I just wanted her to look at the Hollywood sign. I didn't want her to miss it, but here's the important thing is that I live here too. And I look out this window like every day and um, you can't see the Hollywood sign. And I don't know why I thought Kyle, that maybe you could. The Hollywood sign is like one of the most iconic mm-hmm icons mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. in the, you th- you in your mind you when you open the doors <laughs> here we oh you you throw open the shutters you look out the window and you're like yep i was at work it was a crazy time there's the eiffel tower another one of the many things i can see if from I, our room if i saw the eiffel tower there i would text you about it i don't know i was just <laughs> I just kind of picture you always with me. You know what I mean? Aww. Sort of like that golden retriever. And and I, I, I just picture you always with me. And so I'm like, look, Maggie. And uh, you weren't there. That's really sweet and really sad. But also, wow. <laughs> but also remember, look at Hollywood, folks. Look at Hollywood. Look to Hollywood. This one is a quick one. How do you deal with the anxiety of being home alone at night? Hmm. Hmm. Tough um, one, folks. Anxiety being home alone. Yeah. You're Kevin McAllister. People are trying to get in. How do you deal with the, that anxiety? Uh, well, uh, collecting. I love collecting. Things. Yeah, I love it. Um, S- stamps. Yeah. Focus on your, st- open your stamp book, take a big whiff. I know this was a joke that you started, but Kyle, I want to start collecting stamps. I'm not what? kidding. I want to get a, I want to get a stamp book and put the stamps in them and no. look at them all. My little old stamp stickers. They're like stickers for grown-ups. <laughs> and they're so cheap and cool. I already got some good Star Wars ones. One has Chopper on it from Star Wars Where'd Rebels. Where'd you get that? I'll never tell. What? Which is code for I forgot. When did you get a Chopper uh, stamp? I don't remember. It's been in my drawer for a while and I opened it. And that is was pretty like, cool. I want to get a good one for this. Anxiety at night. Um, uh, don't look down. <laughs> don't, don't look down. Don't look down. Scary to look down. You realize 
Oof. I don't know. I mean, do you get anxiety at night, like being alone? I, I just don't. I, I guess I can't relate. Uh, you know? How dare you look what? me in the eyes and bald face lie to me and our thousands what are of you talking fans. about kyle you have hidden hammers all over the place you that's put not a anxiety you put a skateboard under the door so that no one can get in are you fucking kidding me whenever there's a slight noise outside you freak out and you say murderer and i know that you're only partially joking Okay, you know, I mean, here's what you're hitting on is I think I have all these anxieties that I don't realize are anxieties because yes. I don't think those are anxieties. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, those, you're that's tense just common at all sense. Time. No. Well, if you're tense all the time, you don't have anxiety. No, you that's do. That's just your body. No, that's anxiety, bud. No, it's not anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's not anxiety <laughs> um i i feel great about myself mm-hmm. i feel great about myself what do i do when you're not here i definitely do lock and bolt the door more when i lived alone i bought like a chain for my door and did that whole situation so wait is that what this question means is like what do you do when you're afraid of the dark the question the question really doesn't seem to be about being afraid of the dark it says how do you deal with the anxiety of being home alone at night oh so it's like being scared yeah, like scared of someone. See, I thought coming you were like. I thought you just said anxiety because you were like, I don't know, didn't know what to do. <laughs> so you thought my response to you just now about hammers was? I don't so know. You could go I didn't do know what you were doing. Work. I don't know. You're always coming at me. No, this is like about you know like being a fr- to me listen this is art. Art uh, is open to the interpretation of the foreseer, mm-hmm. and I foresee this being about. Being scared of a murderer coming into your house. Well, kudos to the murderer. What? Oh, sorry. I mean, bad murderer. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Let's get to the trivia. I don't know. This is this one has been a nightmare. All right, Maggie. You ready for this? Almost. And yes. Okay. Um, so, Ellen Church was a nurse and pilot. She wanted to fly commercial flights, but they wouldn't allow her so she pitched having nurses in flights to comfort passengers as passengers were still uh nervous about flying and often getting sick and all that and this was in 1995 don't interrupt my fucking question please excuse me sir this is a question i'm so i accept my apologies and this fully baked okay so they went for it and hired her on a three-month trial she went on the first flight as the first female flight attendant in what year? Oh, oh, oh. Is it 1925, mm. 1930, mm. 1935, mm. 1935. We're going to find out after the break. This episode is brought to you by Blueberries. There's no way to tell if they're going to be sweet, sour, or shitty till you've already bought the carton. Blueberries live on the edge. Oh, look at that gorilla. That gorilla is so scary. He's like 100 feet tall. And, uh, he's got a, a cigar in his mouth. and Oh, my goodness. He's, he's buying up all the stocks. He owns all of Wall Street. He's, he's, he's buying Chase Bank. Oh, my goodness. Look at the APR financing you could get. 
Come down to Chase and open a bank account. We love you. This monkey's going to kill you if you don't. All right, we are back. Can we talk about last night we uh, watched the extended edition of Two, two Towers, Towers, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and our friends were here, Lizzie and Clark. I, I, wow, called out. They're called out. I want their names here for this because Clark made what he termed sugar biscuits. Oh. Can we talk about this real oh. quick? Sugar biscuits. It was. Like these biscuits you get in the little can thing that you pop open yeah, at the, the pop, grocery the pop, store. The pop he covered it in what? Like some vegan butter Earth and balance. then some, uh, a bunch of cinnamon and sugar, sugar. or whatever. Bake them. And baked them? Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. What? what? That was so, so good. So good. Are you just saying what I'm saying? No. Okay. It was amazing. That, uh, honestly, Try it. Hey, guys, go be friends with or just try it it's really easy to make in a lot of ways and i was blown away i I didn't even tell you that i saved half of mine i ate it today what (laughs) what yeah i snuck it into the kitchen because i knew i wanted it and i knew if If i I saw it and not just you clark and lizzie too were both like yeah we both already had two and i was like i had one and a half yes if i I snuck away to the kitchen i I mean you should have saw it after i had one i was like i was eyeing that second one yeah um okay so what year did uh was basically what year was the first female flight attendant also that woman sounds incredible uh she is ellen church yeah very cool very cool now what do we know what do we know we know that airplanes fly high in the sky we know that the 40s seems too too late for that i'm gonna when did they do planes? Was that can't be twenty five? <laughs> when That's did too, they do? Planes? When did they do planes? What was it? It was twenty five thirty thirty five forty. What was it? Nineteen twenty five. No. Nineteen thirty. Nineteen thirty five. Nineteen forty five. Thirty five is my answer. <laughs> Dang it! On May fifteenth, nineteen thirty. Ooh. She took a twenty hour flight from Oakland to Chicago with thirteen oh. stops and fourteen passengers. Oh my god. That was the first one. Thirteen stops. Uh the experiment was a success and other airlines were soon to follow. She went on to uh, uh Ellen Church went on to serve uh during World War Two where she was a captain and flight nurse and earned an air medal. Oh my uh, So this lady god. this lady Hero. fucked yeah pretty crazy stuff i mean that sucks so much that they were still like no you can't i went down this how about yeah though we do i went down this rabbit hole about flight attendants the other day like i i I spent like an hour one morning for some reason reading all this stuff about flight attendants the history of flight attendants it's just fascinating hey kyle have you seen the show the flight attendant no (laughs) i guess i should watch that why am i 23 female so consumed by dating and wanting to be wanted Dating in general has ruined my self-esteem. Rejection. People possibly not finding me attractive or wanting to pursue me bothers me so much and I hate it. Oh. The thought of being with someone consumes my mind 24-7 and it's unhealthy. I think that means 24-7. I know it is. 
I just don't want what I just don't know what to do about it. I'm stuck in a constant loop. I'm not really sure how to get out. Well, I think you're already, you know, thinking of this in a good way, right? I mean, like you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be so obsessed with this and using so much of my energy towards this. Mm. So what do you do? Well, I think you got to take that energy and you got to focus it somewhere that's going to help. Let's say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Solving crimes. Oh, solving crimes at the mini mini golf golf course. course. Okay. You're going to become a mini golf course cop. (laughs) And you're going to make sure that everyone's doing everything according to the lay of the law. According to the lay of the law. Okay. I think we should, I think we should see this show. Enough talking. Let's watch it. Okay. Whoa. Excuse me. Uh, hang on. Let me just finish this putt and I'm sorry, sir. This putt can't wait. Hole in one. Where Anyways, did, I'm where sorry. Did, what? Who, who are that you? That was that was pretty impressive. Yes. Where did you get that, sir? Where did you get that putter? Um, this was my grandfather's putter. He left it to me after the war. I want you to know something, and I whip out my badge. It's illegal to lie to a mini golf. Oh shop. my! What? Who are you? I'm Detective Holes. Down, down, down! Oh my goodness, Detective Holes! I thought you were retired. Nope, I'm back on the job looking for one last crime okay and i happen to know that that is the putter of ecthelion ecthelion yes who's ecthelion that can't be someone that's important is it a mobster oh my goodness if you have his putter that means you probably did a couple mob stuffs okay i admit it i went to the mobster's house because he was sleeping with my wife and i said hey buddy I'm going to hurt you, but <laughs> so he laughed at me and um, he kicked me out of his ha- home. Uh, but then I saw the trunk of his car was open and I thought, hey, I know how I'll get back at him. I'll take his putter. So I confess I did it. I did it. And I do it again. You know what? Stealing from a man who's sleeping with your wife and also is in the mob completely annihilates your record. You're good to go, my man. Putter there. Wow, thank you. The audience goes wild. Check it out. Fox, Tuesdays, NBC. I love that it was shot in front of a live studio audience, but they only nice. chimed in sort of one time really aggressively. Yeah. Yeah, well... Twice, I guess. You know, I miss studio audiences. We need to bring them back. And and this fall, Tuesday, Fox, NBC. <laughs> Catch uh, Mini Golf Cop. T- uh, what was his name? Detective Holes. Detective Holes. Nice. <laughs> That's a great show. Kyle. Mm. Kyle. What? Now it's time for uh 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 how do they do it? This is a new segment called How Do They Do It, which is about how they do it. Wow. Last week on the podcast, Roommate Lovers. We had some kind of line where we sort of threw it away. We were like, oh, like snails having sex. Wait, how? Do, wait, is that how they have sex? I don't know. We'll look it up and bring it up next week. Yeah. Um, I looked it up. I completely thought it would be like, oh, they have sex. End mm-hmm. of story. Not interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we would never talk about it again. I know. Uh, I didn't tell you that I was looking it up. No. And I know for a fact that you also looked it up. Yeah. Well, you told me uh, you were doing a segment. You're like, oh, yeah. I got the segment. You know? I, said I, I said I have a segment. I have a segment. I was like, okay. And then before the podcast, mm-hmm. I started to look up the snail thing because I remembered that I yes. said that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I got 
pretty deep in and i was like wait what wait. if this is maggie's segment because it, it is it, it is, is my segment but um lucky for you this isn't just about uh and listeners if you don't if you if you knew already about the snails having sex good for you i mean wow we're, we're gonna get into it but what you don't know kyle is i'm gonna read verbatim an article published in national geographic magazine in 2015 whoa this is how this article begins okay Wait, so you're just going to read an article I, right I, now? I know it sounds like I'm being lazy and okay. I'm just reading an article. Okay. But this is the segment and you're going to find out why momentarily. Okay. This is the first sentence of this article. What's this segment Once called? Once again, article from National Geographic. Okay. The segment is called, uh, 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 one tentacle gently reaching out, hesitant, hopeful, <laughs> hanging lightly in the air. Uh-huh. That's sentence one. Okay, that's that's a pretty strong start. There's a pause. Skin touches skin. Mm. One softly strokes the other and slides closer. And then carefully, they wrap themselves together. Stroking, <laughs> probing, entwining. Okay. They glisten as they move, and because they are snails. <laughs> okay, so we made it this far without saying the word snail. <laughs> and because they are snails, everything happens very slowly. Mm. The rubbing, the rapture, the intensity of it all. Snail sex is extraordinarily lovely to look at. What? Huh. Okay. This is published... In National Geographic. Wow. This was behind a paywall, and I'm beginning to see why. (laughs) It says, snail sex is extraordinarily lovely to look at, in parentheses, if you aren't at your office desk or on a train where people can see your screen. I've got one about a garden snail named Chip who's trying to lose his virginity. Okay. Or take a quick peek, 30 seconds will do, of this coupling in a garden. End parentheses. What? Paragraph two. Okay. Lovely, but so dangerous. Mm. Garden snails make love in the open on garden patios and clearings on the forest floor, and they do it luxuriantly for one, two, three hours at a time under the sky where they can be seen by jays, (laughs) orioles, Uh frogs, Mm -hmm. snakes, shrews, animals, mice, Mm -hmm. beetles, and other animals that might want to eat them. Yes, I got that. I'm reading verbatim what ha- what what Robert Krulwich, mm, <laughs> snail pervert, has put in his article. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and other animals that might want to eat them. Snails can't make quick getaways, which I I had no idea. I had no idea. That's news to me. So exposing themselves like this is dangerous. Crazily dangerous. I know. I've done weird stuff for sex. What's going on? What's making them so impervious, so deeply preoccupied with each other? Here's one answer. Snail sex is very complicated. Yeah, you could say that. Snails have a lot to think about when they make love because they're uh-huh. hermaphrodites. Uh-huh. So I'm going to stop the article right there right. and get into the actual... You could, And Kyle, you know what happens. Yeah. You can chime in whenever you want. But basically... Yeah, snails have, uh, you know... both plumbing down there so yeah so snails have both male and female genitalia Uh and basically when they do it for one two three hours at a time luxuriantly wrapping around each other they're basically trying to inject the other one with sperm 
like as much as they can because they don't want to be the mom. Well, no, here's what I here's what I read when I was looking it up is like is like first of all, the snail follows a gooey trail. Yes. To get to find the other snail. Once yes. they smell this trail out and they follow it to the snail, then they do this courtship. And the courtship Oh, we're gonna part, ta- we're gonna talk about it. Okay. We're gonna go you go. Oh, the courtship in part is really just deci- trying to decide who is going to be the, the 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 mom person and who's going to be the, the father? Who's going to carry the kid? Now one now one way, mm-hmm. one way they do this is being stabbed by what is called a love dart. Yeah. Now snails have love darts. Mm-hmm. What they do is they stab each other with them. Um, and it's and this is from a different article, a more um, I would say professional, uh, wow. less, uh, less less horny, horny. article. Um, scale it up to human size and the love dart would be the equivalent of a 15 inch knife. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they stab each other with like a machete and go, I'm the dad. Yeah. Well, so they basically stab each other with this love dart, like mm-hmm. right in the body. They just yeah. stab each other and it just injects stab. hormones in order to, uh, to make it more likely that the eggs survive, I guess. Yeah. Someone wrote this scientist said, um, uh, he's only seen one snail die by dart. So don't worry. <laughs> just the one is dead from sex. Okay. But at least he, the rest are doing Can fine. we get a number on how many he's seen? Oh, infinite. Okay. But yeah, part of it part of it is, uh, you know, they're trying to be male because they're trying to like be the one that injects yeah. sperm because they, they can just leave after yeah. that. They don't have to raise a baby. Yeah, that's what I'm always trying to do. Which is just sort of a hard thing to hear <laughs> today uh tomorrow sure yeah that's snail sex i mean i don't that's all you got no there's, there's what do you more. i mean okay go ahead i mean well, i, I, mean, I doubt the fact that when they do that when they do it they're sti- like one snail is sticking two penises into two vaginal tracks well no no there's two no i'm telling you what that, the, the, what i read it said one snail has two penises and they stick it into two vaginal tracks that's what the article I read said. I thought it was saying that there's like they both have a penis and they're but like I think I'm they both sticking have two my penis penises. Your, huh? <laughs> two penises and love darts? Could you imagine? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a lot to work with. Ooh, I think uh, Robert Krulwich is imagining it right now. If I'm not much mistaken, sounds like a, a shell of a time. <laughs> that's gonna do it for roommate lovers folks we're done Mm. episode over yes uh thank you for listening hey we uh could use questions send us any questions you got you can leave us a voicemail you can uh send us anonymous questions or uh email us anything you got or found all that can be found in the episode description or at makeitupmedia.com slash roommates. You could also leave us something else. Mm, what? Uh, rating and a review in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Wow. It really helps our numbers get boosted and people see it and look at the show and say, wow, what is that? What's going on? And yeah. then they'll click on it and listen to it. And if they like it, boy, howdy. That's cool. Boy, howdy. Um, hey, and thank you to uh, Beth Kuhn uh, for the intro. Thank you, Room Rats out there, for listening. Squeak, Anything squeak. else? Nope. I'm Kyle. I'm Maggie. Be nice. Be cool.
This episode is brought to you by Modular Architecture. Think outside the box. If you don't get that one, Google Modular Architecture and maybe you'll get it. Because I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I Is Modular Architecture boxy? It's very boxy. Mm. It's uh, You take different mods and you put them on top of each other. It's bo- box. Boxes. And that's an art like form. Box. Oh my God. <laughs> That's it. Bye bye.